Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. We hope you'll be encouraged to have an I'm Third approach as you navigate family, leadership, and spiritual growth. If you're new to our conversation, welcome. It's so great to have you. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and I'm here with my teammate, co-host, and the head coach of Canacuck Camps, Joe White. <laughs> Shay, it's good to be with you again. I sure love sitting through these things. And man, Shay, do we have an interesting uh, program today. I can't wait for this one. We do. I'm so excited about today's podcast topic, and it happens to be a personal obsession. The title of our podcast is called Hearing God. And one of the things I love about Christianity is that you are encouraged to ask the hard questions. There's some other faiths out there that quench the hard questions, but Christianity, we encourage it because I have personally experienced the promise of God that if you seek him, that you'll find him. And so today we want to kind of peel apart one of those tough questions. And, and specifically it's, you know, if God's real, why can't I hear him? You know, people talk about God speaking. Well, I've never heard him speak. What does that mean? And so today, that's, that's where we're going to go. We, we, went, we have answers to that question, and, and I think if, if that's been something that's plaguing you a little bit in your faith today, you might find a great deal of encouragement. Joe, who do we have as our guests for this topic today? Well, Shay, we, we were just cutting up before the show talking about the Weeby legend of Kanakuk. Uh, Ward and Beth Weeby are legendary, and we were laughing because that doesn't mean just because we're all older that you're legendary, but uh, they're legendary because so many people look up to them. They're, they're probably uh, one of the most admired couples uh, that has ever been around Kanakuk land. People uh, love to be around Beth. She's so warm and encouraging and uh, laughs all the time and giggles, and she's also a very wise person, as you'll find out in a minute. Uh, Ward is just a role model. He's a hero to to our younger directors and to thousands and thousands of kids who've gone to K West and have have uh, learned to to listen to Ward and love Ward. Uh, so Ward and Beth started at Canacuck back in the early '80s, and then it wasn't very long till we found out the treasure in them, and we asked them to come on to be full time staff. Um, they were working for K-Life at the time, and K-Life is, is a great full-time position as well. But we wanted them to be around here at Canica because we were growing and we needed their wisdom and their leadership. So fortunately, in around uh, 1990-ish, uh, we were fortunate to get Warden Beth to come up here and join us on Canica Hill. And you know what? They've been here ever since. Warden Beth, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Joe. We're glad to be here. Thank you, Joe. We're excited. We're here. It's uh, it's warm, and we're going to have some fun today. <laughs> Ward, we were talking about all the different hats you've worn. Uh, you know, we brought you in early to Red K West, and also to to be in charge of Kennecook safety for the whole camp. And I think somehow you found a welding rod. You started welding for a couple of years. I forgot. <laughs> How did that happen? I forgot about that. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm, I'm kind of unsure about that whole thing. I they. You know, our journey here, uh, you know, started when we were back in college. We both came. But, you know, after those K-Life years, somewhere in the middle uh, of that, God kind of had a little uh, kind of right turn in our story and, and don't have enough time to go into that today. But uh, you were kind enough to call and and invite us back to uh, kind of join some things part time. And I ended up with, with the construction crew. 
And one day they asked, does anybody know how to weld? And I said, I, I did a little bit of that in high school. And so I didn't know that I was going to be welding uh, what I was going to be welding. So I had a fun time being mentored by Lloyd McCullough, if you and, remember him. And you him. welded the K-7 teepees, is that yeah, right? We, is that you... Yes, I can. Yeah, we got to do that. That was really fun, kind of creating a system to... Uh, we did some prototype things, uh, you know, manufactured some, you know, jigs so we could, you know, make 20 of those things or whatever they were. Lots of oil field pipe, lots of welding, lots of time in the shop at the top of the hill by the front gate at K2. You Way know, fun. Those teepees are still standing. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are. are. <laughs> you all must have figured it out, Ward. <laughs> they did, did a good job, didn't they? <laughs> That's impressive. You know, one of my favorite classes in high school was metal processing. Love me. We ought to do some welding together someday, mm, Ward. We should. <laughs> Get the metal lathe out and turn some, some hitch pins. But through Ward and Beth, uh, Canacook's become a whole lot safer place to go to camp. Ward has been our our safety boss for a number of years and uh, really paved the way for the safety programs that are at Canacook that, by the grace of God, now are, are exemplary to camps you know, around the country. Uh, but we credit Ward with, with the progress we've made along those lines. That's right. Well, specifically, the reason we had Ward and Beth in on this topic is because we see them as people who hear from God. And, you know, just so you guys know, uh, I look up to you guys so much. And your faith is inspiring. You know, Beth, you and Debbie Joe are the, you're the scholars of Canica Camps. And anybody who's run around here at all knows that we hold God's word high. And we stand on the thousand-foot bedrock of his word. And and in large part, it's because of Beth Wiebe and Debbie Jo White. And and Ward is, um, I mean, you just look at what does it mean to be intimate with God? And and I think of Ward Wiebe. You know, when I wake up early in the morning, my, my mind often goes to him because I know, I know where he's at in his house, in the position he's in. So we're thrilled to have you guys here. And I want to ask a question of our, our listeners before we ever get started. And it might even be worth pressing pause on the podcast and really giving this some thought. But I want to ask you this question. How often do you hear from God? How often do you hear from God? And secondly, when's the last time you heard from God? I mean, when's the last specific time where you, you heard something, whether it was in your spirit or audibly or, or through his word, you're just like, you knew, like, God is speaking to me. I want you to ask those questions of yourself, and I think what it's going to do is going to set a nice framework for our conversation, and, and my, my hope is that you might be surprised by the voice of God. Beth, I'm going to start with you. When was the first time you remember hearing from God? You know, Shay, I was so excited when you'd kind of shared that question because it made me think back to early grade school. Um, I remember specifically as like a second grader going to my mom and dad and just feeling impressed. I go, I want to learn the Lord's Prayer. I want to know how to say the Apostles' Creed because we would go to church every Sunday. And mm. um, I don't remember why. I wanted to know that, but I knew I wanted to know God. I wanted to know more about him. And at the time, 
I didn't think more of it than I just, I was so excited to be able to say this prayer and say this creed in church with everyone else. But looking back, I really feel that was the spirit of the Lord drawing me at an early age to get to know him better, to seek the things of God. Mm. And so if if I had to say the first time I really probably heard God, I didn't even know I was hearing him. Um, it was when I was really young. Isn't that some childlike faith, something we talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. Ward, how about you? Shay, I think the same thing for me. When I was in my junior high years, my middle school years, um, I just knew I had this, uh, this question in my heart about whether or not I was going to go to heaven. And as I would lay in bed every night, uh, my heart would wrestle with that, and I'd struggle with that. And, and really, that I can identify as a time in my life where I begin to understand how God speaks to us. Uh, I was able to go through a class at church with uh, my pastor, and he did some fundamental things of uh, the basics of faith. And it was a class on joining our church and, and actually uh, being baptized in front of uh, the congregation. And so it was a chance for me just to really think through uh, salvation and what that meant and how God was uh, speaking to me. And I think those, those middle school years were the earliest memory that I, can, that I have of God speaking to me. In fact, in I think it's in John chapter 6, uh, about verse 44, where Jesus is saying to those that are present, uh, he's talking about those that, that come to him can only be drawn by the Father who has sent him. And then Jesus says he will raise them up. And so there's this picture in Scripture that even Jesus said that, that the Father draws us to him. And I think that's a way, that's, that's part of hearing God work in our hearts. Mm. Joe, how would you answer that question? Yeah, Shay, I, you know, you know what's, oh my goodness, I, you know, I, I'm always careful about saying to somebody, you know, well, God told me to tell you this, and I heard God speaking to tell, um, and and honestly, Shay, I've never heard an audible voice in my life. I mean, if, you know, if, if there's people who have, that's that's great, but I hear God in the, in oh, I just hear him all the time. You know, I'll, I'll see a, I'll see a butterfly fly by me. And, and I'll just, you know, I just feel like, you know, God is speaking through the beauty of that little butterfly who used to one, once upon a time be a caterpillar. And now he's got wings and he's flying and he's just so, so gorgeous, so dainty, and defies the laws of nature. Or I'll see an eagle flying up and down, you know, Lake Tannicombe, and I'll see God's majesty in, in the eagle. Uh, or just, you know, I'll see a spring flower bloom. And believe it or not, they're going to bloom here before long. We promise you they will. Uh, but, uh, but I'll just see God's, uh, God's just grandeur in just the simplicity of the flower. Uh, but, I, but I think um, I hear most clearly from him, Shay, just, um, just when I read his word and, and I just say, God, you know, speak to me. Um, and it's not, it's not like, you know, I'm waiting for some earthquake, you know, to happen to go, you know, like kids are like, if I see a comet, I'll believe God. You know, if I see a meteor tonight, then I'll, God spoke, to, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, well just look up in the stars. And if you don't see God up there, then, you know, I'm, you know, maybe you're not listening very well. Um, 
So yeah, Shay, I, he, he he talks to me all the time in the smallest, simplest ways. Um, I, I remember probably the first, you know, earth-shaking time. I was praying about vision, and um, and I and I'd go, God, give me a vision for the future. And I was probably um, early twenties, and I and I felt like Shay in the quietness of my heart, which is where God speaks to me. Um, I felt like he said, build a camp every three to five years. And and it turned out that's sort of what has happened since that time uh, to God's glory. Uh, but but that's the first time, Shay, I remember, you know, kind of a clear, uh, com- I don't know, just a, a commanding, like, here's what we're going to do together kind of a voice. But I hear him all the time, buddy, all the time. Okay, Warden Beth, I'm going to come back to you. So we've already rattled off some of the different ways. Walk us through. What are, Biblically, what do we know about the different ways that God speaks? Well, Shay, I know for me, Joe has mentioned it already, but for me, it's when I spend time in his word is the primary way that war, that the Lord speaks to me. And um, I know personally, um, you know, I can get distracted by life and things get busy and um, hearing from the Lord can get squelched a little bit if um, I'm not taking time to be with him. But that's probably the primary way. I can read a passage. There'll be times I'll be reading a passage I've read hundreds of times and all of a sudden it's like the Holy Spirit will just nail and pierce my heart with a truth or with something, a promise or, you know, a conviction of sin or something that's in the word that I just, you know, it just it's almost like it leaps off the page and jumps right onto me. And so that for me is the primary way that I hear from the Lord. Okay, that's one. And we'll come back and dig in a little bit, but I want to keep going because I think this is super important. When we're aware of how God's speaking, it opens up our our eyes and our ears. And that's, I think, where you can be surprised by the voice of God. Keep going. Okay, yeah, I just, uh, I think one of the ways God speaks to us in addition to the Word of God is just through the Spirit of God. I think His Holy Spirit can guide us, lead us, convict us. I believe the Holy Spirit speaks to us in the quietness of our heart, and, and He brings to life God's Word that He has given to us. And I think it's one of the jobs of the Spirit of God that lives in us is to bring his word to life. And again, you can get into how do I know this is the spirit of God or how do I, is it just me? Where's my thinking? But more often than not for me, Shay, when it comes back, when I have these thoughts, when I have things that I'm wondering, is God leading me through his spirit? Is his spirit speaking to my heart? That will be confirmed by uh, the word of God itself. It will always line up with what God's word uh, speaks to my life and that right. truth. So the word is acts as the filter for all other perceived voices of God. It affirms what we hear. Okay, so through his word, through his spirit, what else? I think, Shay, and I shared this with Joe. You, um, Joe's so sweet. And on our birthdays, he'll usually meet with us or give us a phone call or something like that. He's always so sweet to think about us. But this year he had called me and said, Beth, what, you know, as we were talking, he said, what has the Lord taught you this year? And I got to share with Joe um, a dream. 
that I had been given. And, and you guys need to understand, like, this is not normal. <laughs> this has only happened to me one time. And I was very cautious to share this dream with anyone until it came true. Mm. And because I just... It was a dream for me. It was something the Lord had given me. This dream was for me. It was not for me to share and give a word to the church or a word to whoever. This was just for me. And and the truth is the dream very, it came true. And I remember telling Joe, what was really neat is God was revealing to me his sovereignty and his care for me. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just a really neat, God gave it to me um, to bring me comfort and peace and just a reassurance that he is in control. And so that was a very specific time. I literally was shaken awake at night. Um, I was home alone in the house. Someone grabbed my shoulder and woke me up and I remembered this dream, but I didn't share it with really anyone but Ward or maybe one or two trusted people until it came true. Wow. You know, we know from our friends particularly over in the Middle East, we got some great friends that run camps and uh, in the Middle East. And and there are many, many people coming to faith because of dreams right now. And, um, you know, this going back to using the word as a filter, how would you advise listeners to be discerning with dreams? That's a great question, Shay. I think for me, one of the things... um, I didn't share it with just a ton of people because I didn't want it to cause confusion or I didn't want it to really freak people out because that's not just a way I normally hear from the Lord. Um, But for me, it reiterated a truth God wanted me to know about himself. And um, a few times in my life, like Joe had mentioned, you hear that voice just in, it's almost like in your core, in your soul, you hear that voice and Every time, it's only happened to me a couple of times when I was really wrestling through some difficult times, Mm. losing my mother and some things like that. But you just feel in your, it's like in your soul, almost reverberates, you know, his word to you. But it's always reminding you of a truth Mm. that um, about himself, about his character. And um, he's just, just confirming for you. And it's always, for me, it's always been a personal message of affirmation about who he is and how he loves me. Mm. That is a great explanation. Joe, I want to come to you on the next one. So many of us, myself included, have looked up to you for advice and wisdom over the years. And and what's cool about you is you've had some legends of the faith that have been mouthpieces into your life. Talk Talk to us about that, hearing from God through others. Oh, you know, Shay, wow, what a great question. Um, Yeah, you know, one thing, whether it's from another person or from a dream or from this inner, you know, voice, Beth, I love the stirring of the soul. Uh, God's never going to contradict himself. You know, people, my whole life, you know, people, God told me this and God told me that. And I'm going, you know what? He probably didn't, you know, because it's it's such an ego trip you're on right now. And, you know, God's God's not going to do anything uh, It's going to, you know, be done to elevate your ego. He's going to be do, do things to make himself famous, not you. Um, but, yeah, Shay, having wise uh men or women in your life that speak the truth to you, you know, men and women that are reliable, that speak God's word clearly, or they at least speak clearly truths that are 
Scripture-like um, for me is super important. You know, I've got, you know, five or six guys, Dr. Bill Bright, Dr. Howard Hendricks, uh, my dad, Coach uh, Gene Stallings, uh, and, uh, you know, my wife actually is also one of my Hall of Famers uh, who, who, who consistently speak God's truth to me. And, yeah, those people help help shape your theology. They help, they help shape, you know, they've helped shape my view of God. And Harry Sly, another one from Young Life, have helped shape the theology um, of Canuck and why we believe so strongly in discipleship and sharing the Word with kids on a daily basis. Ward, as I mentioned before, you're a, you're a man of prayer. Talk to us about hearing, hearing from God in prayer. How does that work? I can't get out of here without talking about First Samuel chapter three. One of my favorite stories from the Bible. It's when Samuel's a young man and he's ministering before the Lord with Eli the priest. You know, we know that story. He's shaken or he's woken up in the middle of the night and he goes to Eli and and says, "Here I am." And Eli says, "I didn't call you." And that happens three times where he goes to Eli and and finally Eli, the seasoned man of God who has walked with God and seen God use him, he discerns that that God is trying to speak to Samuel. And so his instructions to Samuel are, go back to bed. If you hear that voice again, uh, this is what you need to say. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And I think there's a lot in that statement. Um, number one, around the context of that passage, shall you see that it says that visions were rare and word from the Lord were infrequent. And it also says that Samuel was young and he hadn't yet learned how to discern uh, the voice of the Lord. And so with Eli's help and some instruction there, he was able to start to learn how to hear God's voice. And uh, I love that passage. Again, you just go back to those things of my posture in prayer is number one, coming to the Lord because he is Lord. Mm. I want to hear from him. That's where it starts. Do I really want to hear? Do do I really understand how to listen? Is that something that I really, really am willing to listen to? He is, he's my Lord. It, It frames him like Beth was saying about his sovereignty. It frames him for who he is. And then in that light, I see myself from, for who I am. I'm the servant. I'm listening. And so, you know, in that situation, again, how, how God told Samuel all that he was going to do. And so when he went to Eli, you know, he, he brought the Lord's word. So every morning, I can't wait. I, I, it is a part of my life now. I have a place. I have a plan. And I have that posture to go, even this morning. Uh, was, you know, knowing that we were in time, I just meeting with the Lord and, and asking him this morning, Lord, what do you have for me today? Who do I need to pray for? There, Shay, there were probably three to four guys that I haven't thought of in a long time. Mm. Their names came to my mind and I prayed over them, prayed for their marriages, their ministries, their families. I want to reach out to a couple of them today just to have that connection point. But as we talk about God's spirit in us, you know, laying those things on our hearts. So for me, uh, I love going to the Lord, my Lord, as a servant to listen and posture myself to, to continue to learn how to hear God's voice, like Samuel. Hmm. Great word. Great word. You're, you know, you remind me that already we've touched on childlike faith a couple times here, and I think it's probably not by chance. 
But this fall, Knox is, uh, he would have just turned eight years old. And we were out on our porch. It was a beautiful night. Um, for those of you who don't know, we have six kids. So we're a family of eight, and we're out on the porch. And and the kids were singing worship songs that they had learned, learned at camp, at K-1. And a couple of the girls were out in the front yard and they were singing and, and, and Knox, he's a big boy now, but he's laying in his mama's lap and his head is just, you know, back against her chest. And he's like singing his heart out. And, (laughs) you know, I'm looking at her and she's eyeballing me. We're like, what? He is going for it. And, and you could just see like he was having a moment with the Lord and and so we finished up and went in for bedtime. And of course, putting our kids to bed is just chaos. Uh, it's like herding cats. But but Ashley comes running out as I'm rounding up a couple others. And she said, Shay, you got to come in and see Knox. And so I walk into his room and he's sitting up on top of his bunk bed. And he has got the biggest cheesing grin on his face you've ever seen. Like he's just glowing. And I'm like, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> and, and he says, dad, I want to try and quote this. He said, the Holy spirit encouraged me to love God more. And I just like, I saw in that moment, I, I don't even know how an eight year old has those words, you know, like to say that and to know that it was the Holy spirit that was communicating to his heart. But as a daddy, I'm thinking, wow, like, I want some of what he's got. And, and Ward, I think the way that you can have that is to pursue the Lord in prayer every day. Like, I think it's there. It's there for the taking. One of my favorite Leonard Ravenhill quotes is somebody asked him, how do you pray? And he said, well, how do you learn to swim? Do you sit on the side of the pool and drink a Coke? No, you get in and you struggle. And, and I just like, I, I think about them like I, if I want that, and I do, to experience those moments that my son had with the Lord, it's, it's up to me to pursue them through his word and through intimate time and prayer and reflection. Uh, beautiful. Joe, I want to bounce over to you and, and talk about Romans 120. How do we hear? Let me read it and then I'll pass it over to you. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. Amen. <laughs> Joe, you love God's creation as much as maybe anyone I know. Talk to us about Ooh. hearing God through yeah, creation. Yeah, you're pushing a button, Shay. Um, sometime we can just talk about this for a while, uh, but just in the in the in the shortest sense of the you know timing, um, yeah. In the in the in the best microscopes made today, uh, in the you know in the electron microscope level, way down in the cellular level where you can see the DNA molecule and just incredible, you know, how God speaks through the billion little pieces of data, a billion little, I call it the artist uh, strokes, the artist paintbrush. 
And, you know, you've got like 60 trillion of these things in your body somewhere, you know, little DNA molecules. And every one of them is the most brilliant machine ever built, ever. And you, you picture the artist of God, you know, painting your biography, every stroke of the paintbrush in every molecule of the 60 trillion times the billion strokes of paint of the artist's paintbrush, God speaking how loved you are and how fearfully and wonderfully made you are and how beautiful you are and how, how intricately you're created and just incredible love that God has for you as, as best dream was, you know, she was speaking of. And then you get on the, the telescope, you know, and you go out and you look at the cosmos and you see, you know, as some of our gigantic satellite powered, you know, out there is orbiting around telescopes out there. And you see like a billion galaxies all in perfect harmony. That's, that's really what they're saying now in cosmology. A billion, maybe a hundred billion. Some people are saying like 12 trillion maybe galaxies. And some are saying we have no idea. But they're all in perfect harmony to allow life to exist on planet Earth. And, and so in the grandeur and in the smallest, and then everything in between, every hummingbird that flies, you know, every flower that blooms, every sunrise that rises, every sunset that sets, God's evidence and his voice shouts about his beauty and his care for us as people. Did I just lob him a softball or what? <laughs> no kidding. Um, that was awesome. Beth, I want to throw one more at you, and then we'll move towards a close. You know, we interact with a lot of young people who, who yearn to hear from God. And one of the things I've, I've learned over the years and that I communicate to young people is, you know, specifically in prayer, you know, how do I know God's speaking is, is really a combination of, of passion and peace that settles on your heart. And I think oftentimes when there's just passion, it's our flesh. And when it's just peace, it can be contentment or something that's comfortable potentially. But when those two, that kind of that perfect mixture hit, uh, oftentimes it's good affirmation. But but talk to us about, um, you know, sorting through all these voices and then arriving at a precious gift from God. What's that look like? You know, Shay, I think like all of us, we've had moments where we go, was that God speaking? Is that what he's saying? Is, is he telling me this or is he telling me that? And I think it can be, um, you know, Joe alluded to that earlier. And I think for me, going back and what I encourage my staff on, and, and James chapter three talks about like godly wisdom and worldly wisdom and the, the wisdom from above is pure and peaceable and, mm -hmm. you know, all, all the things that it lists there in James chapter 3. And, but, you know, I think it's in Romans chapter 4, you know, Paul's telling the people, he's like, but what does the scripture say? And always going back to the word, God will never contradict himself. Mm -hmm. and, um, and sometimes that's tricky when they're like, well, I don't know if I should... You know, one one thing, this was a really great story when Ward was trying to decide if he wanted to marry me. 
Well, that took, he, that took one second. But no. Yeah, the process well, he went it. through a whole fasting. Like, he went through a week of fasting, and um, I, he probably should tell the story instead of me, but I didn't know he was doing this at the time. Joe had talked to him and said, hey, when's this going to happen? And Ward said, I'm waiting to hear from God. And so <laughs> Ward had gone through a week of fasting and, and seeking the Lord, and at the end of the week, he said, I, I don't know if I have a clear answer. And I think it was a friend, it might have been Don Ford or another friend said, well, Ward, what do you want to do? And he said, well, I, I want to marry her. And so then it was almost like Ward said, God was pleased with my process. Mm, wow. I was seeking him. I was praying. I was fasting. I was doing the right things, seeking the Lord. And then it's almost like God said, okay, you have sought me. What would you like to do? I will bless you for seeking me. So, and I want to be careful there, like, you know, with a few of those things. But anyway, I just think it was neat that the process, God just wants us to ask him. That's he right. wants us to seek him. He wants us to spend time with him. And if, if a difficult decision is drawing you to your knees and drawing you into your word, that's God's so excited about that. And, and he tells us if we ask, he's going to answer us. We just have to be looking and listening for, to our wise counsel and to the word and, you know, anyway, so that's that, my short, long answer. That's a beautiful capstone. Um, so let, let me recap. If God's speaking through his word, through his spirit, through conviction, through other followers, through intimate times and listening to prayer, through his creation, through dreams and visions, let me ask you the same question that we started with is how often is God speaking to you? And for me, the answer to that question, after I'm refreshed and, and reawakened all the way he's speaking to me, the answer is all the time. He's speaking to his children all the time. Joe, I'll pass it to you for the final word. Yeah, Shay, we'll talk often on this show about listening skills and God gave us two ears and one mouth for a purpose. Uh, those of us that listen well, uh, walking away from this podcast is going to be easy. Uh, because like Samuel, uh, Lord, speak to me. I'm listening. And, you, you know, you do that well. Uh, you listen to your husband well. You listen to your wife well. You listen to your children well. You listen to your team well. But for those of us who talk a lot, uh, this is going to be confusing and we're going to have to um, sit down and rethink how we communicate with our wife, children, spouse, and with God, uh, because probably we're not hearing him very frequently. But Jesus modeled incredible listening skills with the woman at the well, with the men, stormy seas coming into the boat, with the uh, road to Emmaus, the guys walking down the road. Wh wh where are you going? He would ask. Woman, where's your husband? Fellas, where's your faith? And if you'll spend more time listening and less time talking, you'll be amazed not just how well you'll know God, but how well you'll know those that are closest to your heart. I would say, Shay, that listening is one of the first of the golden chains of all the virtues 
of success in anything you do in your life. Warden Beth, thank you so much. That was exactly what I was hoping for. No surprise. And thank you to our audience for sharing time with us today. We hope today's conversation serves to fuel your I'm Third approach to spiritual growth. And with that, I'd love to pray for you. Father, we come to you today and we lift up um, the individual that's sitting here to listen to this right now, God. And I pray, Lord, that they would have heard from God in this. That their heart would swell with how intimately acquainted you are with all of their ways. That you know when they lie down and when they rise up. Their words before they come out of their mouth. And I pray that they'd be encouraged, Lord. And I also pray that you would give them the boldness and the courage to be obedient when you speak. And that they might experience a great adventure with God as a result. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you haven't had a chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit canacuckpodcast.com. And for more information about Canacuck, you can visit canacuck.com. Thank you.